Hi, this is Giuseppe. Hi, this is Anthony. And you're listening to For the Love of Sophia. A philosophy podcast brought to you by the Public Philosophy Project. If you have any questions or suggestions, feel free to email us at publicphilproject at gmail.com. Enjoy the ride. Okay, hello guys. Hello everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. We are here for this interesting holiday special. Yeah, it's going to be a little bit of a different episode, right? First of all, it's coming out out of sync, right? Is it? Yeah. Uh, Did we say that? No? We say that? Uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. All right, we should talk about this before, I guess. So we're here with our two good peeps. We got Claire and Sal. And you, what? Hello, hello. Uh, we're <laughs> Hi, back. everybody. We're back. <laughs> um, we, you might remember Claire for this point two series, right? The right. Propaganda so one being the, the mm-hmm. closest one. Propaganda most recently, and then language uh, sometime last year. And then we have Sal was here for for death. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's here for life. <laughs> That's, beautiful. Right. That's, That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Um, beautiful cycle. So we're sitting here. It is post Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. We are in Christmas season officially. Yeah, and by the time you're listening, it you really will be in Christmas season. That's true. We hope you're enjoying. We got some holiday drinks going. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, they won't mess up completely the episode. <laughs> you guys didn't see uh, Giuseppe spilled the drink as soon as he got it poured. Of course, <laughs> uh, you know, knocking on the microphone as usual, good, as usual. But we are going to talk about holidays today in general. What these under the underlying philosophical stuff about what, holidays. What is a holiday? How does it work? What and is a holiday? And all the stuff. So I'll, I'll defer. You'll <laughs> I'll defer? I'll wait for, for, for someone else. So I guess let's just talk about in general, right? What is this thing called a holiday? I feel like we usually start with this overview of the everyday mm-hmm. kind of lay understanding of this. And I feel like the most basic thing you could say about a holiday is that it's different from a normal day. Certainly. <laughs> I was going to say, in I don't know if this is the lay everyday way of understanding it, but it's a holy day, right? Like in the yeah. name, it's mm-hmm. like there's something sacred and special and reserved and outside of the everyday about it definitely the name right yeah yeah literally yeah and then um i think in other countries that aren't the u.s they often use the term holiday just to mean vacation Mm, true like like in britain i think they refer to their, their time off as going on holiday or something like that so and as a another dimension to the definition i guess yeah, and in Europe is like this, right? It's festivities rather than holidays. So for some reason here, any time off is sacred, I guess, right? Hmm. And maybe it has to do with, uh, with some sort of, you know, the mentality that work is everything. And when you finally can rest, it is kind of sacred time. So the commonality there seems to be something like on a normal day, you go to work. There's other things that are associated with quote-unquote normal days, but one of them is that you're laboring, to use your word, right? Not just work, but Mm -hmm. labor. And then on a holiday, 
you are not laboring. And mm-hmm. there's supposed to be something special about that. Mm-hmm. And they are associated with some recurrences, if you want, right? It's Christmas, which is the closest thing that we have by the time the episode is out. But there's also Veteran Days is on holiday, right? Mm. So I'm wondering, are they all the same? Or is there any difference? Because there are some that seem to come from from religion, right? And the other ones seem to come from the state. So there seems to be these two things that have, that create those those, those, those holidays or whatever it is. So we are off only if the if God says or if the state says. Mm. Well, what else is there? The two authorities. Otherwise, we are and, we're working. And that might not always be the case either, depending on your workplace. I mean, not every uh, workplace gives you every federal holiday off, for instance. Or, you know, sometimes if you're working uh, irregular hours, you might have to work some of those other days like Christmas or Thanksgiving or whatever. That's true. And it's always like a a bummer when someone has to work on Christmas. Like Luke, for example, last yeah. year, right? Or a couple of, when, when did he work on Christmas? Um, I don't know. That's happened a few years. My brother's a cop. That's what Anthony is referring to. So it'll yeah. always be like, did you get did you get Thanksgiving this year? Did you get Christmas this year? And he'll be like, I could eat with you guys, but then I got to leave. And yeah, it is always this kind of damper if you know that um, mm. the unit's going to be broken up, that someone isn't going to be observing in the proper way. So it seems like at the very least, there's already a scale between the holidays that are quote unquote more holiday (laughs) and the holidays that are quote unquote less holiday. And the ones that are more holiday seem to be the ones where there's no work and there's more going on. Whereas the less ones are the ones where eh, it's kind of a holiday, but you're still going to work and it's not as quote unquote special. Arbor Day. Arbor Day. That's right. (laughs) Are we saying that, you know, Veterans Day is less important than Christmas? Well, you get off for Veterans Day, is that right? Are, are we? Yeah, we are. We do, right? Yeah, but there's definitely less going on, isn't there? Culturally, Veterans Day is less important than yes. Christmas. No, no smearing to veterans, <laughs> obviously. We well, appreciate it's a hierarchy, you right? Do. You have yeah. veterans and then... Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> they might go together sometimes. They might go together. But... The, I mean, I guess. That well, I mean, <laughs> the nice thing about Veterans Day too is that you know there's you can often get, if you're in the in group, let's say, it probably has a, a different significance uh, versus if you're not a veteran. So, you know, at a minimal thing, um, I think most businesses or a lot of um, like uh, bigger businesses offer discounts or mm. something like that on Veterans Day. So that. Or a free meal at like a restaurant or something like that. So that takes on a different significance, perhaps, for someone who, you know, is currently serving in the military or someone who is out of the military. So, and I'm wondering if, if this means also that, well, it seems kind of obvious, maybe, uh, the different holidays might have different weights in somebody's life depending mm-hmm. on the perspective, right? right? Depending on the, on the positioning within within your life that some things have. So if you're in the military. Veterans Day is more important than, I don't know, not than Christmas, I don't know, necessarily, but it might be, right? Right, yeah, and I mean, yeah, I think you're right. I think personal um, experience and, you know, your, uh, and, like, what you've celebrated as, like, say, a family can certainly color uh, the significance for holidays. So if, um, you know, you lost someone in a war, Memorial Mm -hmm. Day becomes a much greater, uh, you know, gets a much greater significance. Um, then you know if if you're just 
someone who is very, not as directly involved with the military or haven't, ha haven't lost someone in, in armed combat, you know, it's, it's a nice day off from work. Um, but mm. it, it takes on different significance it, uh, depending on, you know, your background and such. And same thing with, like, say, Christmas. I mean, if, I, I imagine for someone who is a devout Christian, it means something different than for someone who's not a Christian or, like, say, a, a Christian doesn't practice as uh, strictly. So it seems like there's some kind of like entry barrier to the meaning of a holiday where it has this significance if and only if and to the extent that certain conditions are met. But right? the conditions can be different too, right? Because, um, you know, Sal talks about Memorial Day as a special day of mourning somebody who's lost in a war, not to be callous but there's also people who like love memorial day more than a day off it's like this is when summer kicks off and summer has always been really meaningful to me and that first big barbecue of the year and so you can imagine that um there are definitely conditions and entry barriers but even within that there's kind of variation and subpopulations what they get out of the holiday and why it's so special and what those traditions are for them so that's true so let's kind of try to start with something concrete <laughs> given the uh time of the year mm -hmm. so we just had thanksgiving what is the first kind of set of ideas and feelings that comes to your guys's mind when you think about thanksgiving now that it should be fresh in your mind well, it's to me it's hard because i to me it's an acquired Mm. Uh, holiday, right? That's interesting. Yeah. Just to me, it's like to me. Sorry, he's yeah. um, like ten feet back. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's different for me because to me, it's acquired, right? This wasn't in my in my stock of holidays before I moved here. And it's, oh, that's right. This is like an American thing. Yeah, and mm. it still is to me. Like, yeah, I get it. You guys ate some turkey with somebody. Got it. This is so interesting. Was there? There was no like equivalent harvest celebration. No. There's nothing to harvest where I come from. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I'm from a barren waste. Uh, no, 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 there's nothing, there's nothing similar. Um, and it's, again, still today is not, and again, I understand why it is a big deal, obviously, right? I understand the whole history and everything there. Still, though, it's kind of meh. Okay, so the Italian <laughs> says meh. <laughs> well, Anthony and I will debate about this a bit because I firmly believe that Thanksgiving is the Christmas pregame. Like, yes, it is a thing unto itself. Yes, you make a slightly different dinner and, and I love tradition and we observe all the Thanksgiving-y things that you do. Um, but yeah, once it starts getting cold out, once Halloween is over, really, really it's like Christmas is on the horizon and Thanksgiving is that like one month out you get it's almost like a practice round for Christmas, right? You get together, you're like, "Ooh, got to start that shopping." Yeah, I think you don't see Thanksgiving as much of like an independent thing as I do. You think you think it's just like en route to Christmas. That's, I think I agree yeah. with you. I, yeah. This is exactly the way I feel it. Like Thanksgiving is like, okay, now I have to do the Christmas tree. Mm -hmm. Now I have to put the lights on. This mm. is it's like it's the last time. It's the last day that you have before. Yeah. You really, yeah. I, I personally am a big fan of Thanksgiving. <laughs> I appreciate uh, that. I mean, I, I, like the, the echo, you know, Claire's sentiments. Like, yeah, it's a, it's a like the the pregame to, to the Christmas, and I I don't mean that as a knock. I think that's great. I mean, it's uh, it's the start of the season. I like that. 
um, it gets you right in that mindset. Mm. And plus, like, you know, just food and family and it gives you an opportunity to reflect on, you know, the, the things that you do have in your life that are worth reflecting on and worth, like, uh, holding dear. So I do, you know, I like that. I like that if, it, if there is this holiday that kind of uh, makes you do that. And I really like turkey, uh, so <laughs> and I and I like sweet potatoes, and I like everything in the, the traditional. We get lots of leftovers meal. in the fridge. We do. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think you're making a good point, which is like Thanksgiving does seem to have its own thing where it's supposed to be focused on being thankful for the things that you have. It's this like celebration of thanks and reflecting upon all this stuff. And you mentioned friends and family, and it seems like one of the characteristics of this holiday and maybe all holidays, I'll see what you think is like the rules of the holiday trump the everyday act we kind of put on where we're like, Oh, the normal thing to do is you go to work and you don't really talk to your family and you don't really reflect on things and you're just kind of uh, mechanically moving through life. Right. But the holiday comes over and there's something almost transcendent upon it, which says, Okay, it's okay to kind of subordinate those things in favor of this higher goal. Maybe not goal, because I don't want to think about it instrumentally, but this higher, quote-unquote, place, I guess in a figurative sense, where you do get to do these things that you don't typically do. And we say, okay, these are important. Let's pause everything else and take a moment to realize that, like, we're alive. (laughs) And this is pretty weird and crazy. And every once in a while, we have to stop and reflect on it. Yes, I think that... I mean, I'm, I'm trying to process everything you said because I, I feel that some something there that I don't agree with. Uh-oh. Uh, Uh-oh. But <laughs> he doesn't agree with the drink. He's taking like a half a sip so far. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's just... Uh, remember, I spilled some of it, so it's even less than... Uh, <laughs> and no, no, no. Um, so I think that one... You know, the more we talk about this, the the common thing um, among others, and this is, I think Thanksgiving is a good a, a good example of it, um, is the fact that it's a ritual, right? Yes. Holidays are ritual. Um, the rituals that break our routine, right? And we stop and we do all this ritualistic thing. We always eat turkey. You always do whatever you gotta do, right? And it's funny that you say like we need to stop acting, right? And we need to do this. Well, in reality, a ritual is, by definition, probably we're using acting in a different way. Mm. Uh, ritual, it is an act, right? You are actually acting as, right? While instead, you, during every other day, you're not. You're just doing. Point taken. What, you, what you're doing, right? And I think this is important. This, this, this ritualistic aspect of things. Uh, again, comes from religion maybe if you want but it's also the state does ritualistic things like you saw you must have swore to something when you went to military right didn't you have to take an oath or something uh, yeah i did yes so and those are ritualistic thing things too so i think maybe that is the aspect of the thing that first of all they're right um like, which i guess again it breaks the routine it, they are an act mm. we act like we really care to talk to Aunt susie who's <laughs> freaking you don't want to deal with, right? <laughs> you really act like you are polite and you act like you're really reflecting on your life while well, you're not really doing that, maybe. Mm. But the fact that you take that time apart, it forces you to do things even partially, which is the importance of rituals, probably. 
That's super interesting. I so that's like one cynical take on what Anthony was saying, right? <laughs> that, that the holiday is the acting. As as he was uh, explaining before, I had a different cynical thought, which was like, it's too damn <laughs> It's too too many. Which I hate that this is in the holiday episode, but the, you know the voices are floating in in the ether. Um, I was thinking like. This is so important to us that we'll do it for these four hours this one day a year. You know what I mean? Like, mm. I am so thankful and wanting to talk to Aunt Susie that I'll make sure to do it um, for this obligatory 15 minutes at this one moment in time. Mm. Um, so, I mean, ultimately, like I said, I, I'm, I'm not necessarily endorsing that, but there is like, uh, oh, this. Th- I think there is a tension, right? Is, is there something extra genuine coming through in that moment? Or is it more of something that you're putting on in like an obligatory way? Mm. Well, I, I think also too, like um, holidays evolve too. It's not like they stay static. Uh, so what they mean today is not what they meant when they were perhaps originally conceived. Like Thanksgiving, I think I'm not a, I'm not a holiday expert. I'm not 100% sure about this, but I think it started around the Civil War era. I think Abraham Lincoln was the first one to really hammer down on it. And I think it wasn't even a federal holiday until um, FDR or something. I, I, I don't know. I don't know the specifics. But still, I think it meant something a lot different probably during the Civil War era and then in the 40s than it does today. I mean, I think the rituals have changed or evolved to kind of meet up with times. And the same with, with Christmas, I would I would argue as well, that uh, the, the rituals change. But I think ritual is always sort of important either if they're whether they're like a personal ritual or within like a family or um a ritual that like a society has um and you know kind of like i guess uh the the, uh, the thanksgiving day parade in new york city or other cities or something like that yeah so i think there's there's two things i'm thinking because giuseppe i think you are right that in some sense there is an act that's intentional and that's kind of the opposite of what I was saying, right? But I think there's a way in which both of those things are true, right? Depending if we like look at the concept of act in different ways. So I think what I meant to say was in the everyday, it seems like we don't acknowledge what it is to be, so to speak, mm-hmm. right? Because everything he's... What are you gonna spill his thing? <laughs> no, 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 the noise. I, okay. I give me. Sorry. <laughs> um, because we're caught up in work, mm-hmm. or like, oh, I got this email, or like, oh, this thing on TV happened, right? And you're just kind of doing this very easy, uh, like, well-oiled machine, surface-level thing happening, and and I guess there's a sense in which that's not acting and that's natural because you don't have to quote unquote do anything, right? But I suppose I meant. Maybe I'll choose different language. It's the holiday, in contrast to that, seems to be a time when you let go of that mechanistic facade, let's say, and really be like, ah, let me acknowledge what's actually going on here. So I think act is a tough word. Because mm-hmm. I feel like even we talk about this idea of performance. And I feel like performance has an interesting connotation because you can mean it neutrally. Like, what is, uh, was it Goffman? Goffman, yeah. Right? The performance of self in everyday life and like. Edwin? Hmm? Edwin Goffman? 
Irving Goffman. Irving, Irving. Yeah, 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 yeah. The stigma guy, the, the, the psychologist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sociologist, right? Yeah. You might have the, the, what, a theaturgical? What was yep. it called? Dramaturgical. Like the, dramaturgical. <laughs> yeah, I just made a new word. Um, no, I think, I think that's true. But I think... Um, there's some, he's whispering and I can hear him whispering. He's <laughs> confirming that he is a sociologist. <laughs> so yeah, I think there's it's probably like a matter of trying to be pick the best word, and I think that's something like we have to actively think about throughout this. But um, to go with what Claire was saying, which was a response to what Giuseppe was saying about like oh Aunt Susie or whatever. I don't have an Aunt Susie. It'd be funny if I did. Um, Neither do I. Though. Sorry. Aunt Does anyone Susie. have an Aunt Susie? I don't think so. so. No. no, I don't think so. I, I, I picked away from Anne's that, name on purpose. That's good. Right, right. <laughs> but it, so you were saying like, oh, it's so important that we do this thing for four hours and that's it, right? And the thing I thought was there is this element of pretending and a lot of people dread this kind of thing because they're like, oh, I have to do this small talk. But I kind of think that's a really sad, shallow way of engaging with the holidays. And, but that said, the four-hour thing, I think there's something to be said about the idea that sometimes there really is only a small window of time when you could do things because that's what makes it meaningful. Because if you did it all the time, it would lose all its value. right? So there's this element of like difference element of scarcity um, which allows you to do something I, I keep coming back to this word maybe, maybe transcendent but I'll like pause on that because I feel like we'll get into that again I, so. I guess what sorry I, right. really quickly I guess what I was pushing back on with the short amount of time is not that that's irrelevant to what makes it sacred obviously the scarcity of it is part of what makes it special like in the definition um, that comment was more a pushback against that's the more genuine expression of things. Mm. Because I was saying if something only happens for, for four hours, one time a year, how is that how you really feel about Aunt Susie? How is that how you really feel about your home life? Right. So certainly it's what makes it special, but I think it calls into question the genuineness of it. Sorry, Sal, go ahead. Oh, oh no, it's all right. <laughs> I, I find that point about scarcity kind of interesting because I guess, we're talking about scarcity of maybe time because like I feel like in, in modern Western society, scarcity of material, maybe with the exception of uh, the supply chain crisis that's currently <laughs> happening <laughs> is, <laughs> is, uh, is less of an issue. I mean, we, you know, I feel like scarcity is, you know, almost artificial in this and when it comes to holidays, uh, as far as like uh, material goods and things like that go. So, uh, and like food and consumables and things like that. But, uh, I guess it's more about the, the sacredness of the time, uh, you know, that you get with your family, which you may not get, especially if your aunt Susie like lives thousands of miles away or something. You only see her like once a year or something like that. So aunt Susie from Antarctica. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think that's right, Sal. And I think there's a scarcity to the time spent, but also a scarcity to, the window in which you do certain things, i.e. decorating, i.e. watching certain movies, having a certain vibe in the air, smelling certain scents, cooking certain foods, listening to certain things. And then also a scarcity, and this is going to be very North Coast-centric of me, which is the realest of real life, but that there's four <laughs> seasons, right? Uh. And so like, 
Not if you're in Hawaii. What's that? Not if you're in Hawaii. Not if you're in Hawaii. <laughs> no. Um, I don't think you have real Christmas. I, I told this to my friend. I, I, I told this to my friend who was from California when we were in Pittsburgh, and he got so pissed off. And he was like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, you don't get snow. If you watch the movies, you don't have the real thing. He's like, yeah, but I know what they are. Is Christmas about the snow or about what's in here? I'm both. Both. <laughs> Definitely both. So wait, you got to have snow. You got. It's part of the myth. Oh, at least cold. I mean, at least cold. My parents were like, we're going to go to the Bahamas for Christmas. And I mean, I'm like, that's sacrilegious. Let, let's be real. I mean, did Bethlehem have snow? I don't know. <laughs> it's not, not about Bethlehem for me, Sal. It's not about Bethlehem. <laughs> Chris, Christ, maybe should yeah. it be about that? But, um, Chris Kringle. Chris Kringle. <laughs> right. Chris Kringle myth. So, but I was going to say real quick, the seasonal thing, like, so Halloween comes around and you're like, oh, the summer is changing. There's this crispness in the air. There's a Pumpkin smell. Pumpkin spice latte. Pumpkin spice latte. Oh. I support it. No. I support it. Um, we decorate things, right? We have the orange light. We have the horror. We have the movies. We have these things. And then it switches to Thanksgiving. And then all of a sudden the air feels different. And then Christmas comes along and the air feels different. And there's this like difference in atmosphere. And you only have that for a small amount of time. And I think that's definitely part of what makes it what it is. So that's one more element to the scarcity, all I mean to say. So I, I think that the issue that I have with, what, with the narrative that you are um, presenting us, not pushing, presenting us, uh, <laughs> um, is the fact that you're trying to reconcile two things that in my mind cannot be reconciled. Mm -hmm. So the ritualistic aspect of the holidays with the authenticity, genuine aspect of Ooh, you don't think rituals can be authentic no by definition they can't Ooh, claire's making a big face <laughs> i think you can't this this two things no 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 wait a minute though well, depends on what you mean rituals are real rituals but because they're rituals because we are ritualizing something they are the opposite of authenticity they are the opposite of being genuine mm. the complete opposite hmm. because that by definition rituals are staged you do things in a specific way. They have to be this way. You got to talk to Aunt Susie regardless of the fact that you feel like it or not. And this is what makes rituals good, actually, I believe. The fact that they take you out of your psychological authenticity and they force you to do something in the public square that aids something that's outside of you. Mm. That is not what you want to portray yourself to be because you think that you are that way. Because at and again, we've talked about, we haven't talked about this uh, mm -hmm. properly, but I think that authenticity is like kind of bad, actually. It's not a good thing. So would you like it better? Because I, I absolutely, I think I agree with what you're saying. If we kind of skip past the words, would you like it better if I replace the word authentic with intimate? Um, depends on what you mean, though. I like guess. very emotionally vulnerable and honest. None. I think that doesn't make that much of a difference for me because I mm. think that that thing is not possible together with the ritual. You can be involved in the ritual, but that doesn't mean that the things that, the things that we do as a ritual mm -hmm. have to be honest and intimate. Right? Can I ask like you a question? Sure. So do you think all funerals are like very phony? No. It's, so this is what I'm saying. I'm not saying that... I mean, somebody died, so not really phony. That's real. They're just faking their death. <laughs> that it's is Tupac. That is real. But what I'm saying is, let's. I don't think that the ritual aspect is 
the negative thing. I think we should have more of them, actually, not less. Mm-hmm. But I think that is the fact that we we feel the need for things to be absolutely authentic all the time. That's where the problem is. Gotcha. I, authenticity leads you to to I cannot talk to you. I don't, I'm not going to be. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to spend four hours with you because I really don't feel like it. And this is the way I am, and I'm not going to compromise. F you. <laughs> no, I think you're right. I think maybe there's a better word to be said. Well, I, I think it's obviously in the in the definition of authenticity, right? It's in how we're understanding that. So I feel like there's, auth- are you being authentic to your most base desires in that moment, mm-hmm. right? Like Aunt Susie is boring <laughs> and I don't care what she says and I know my friends are hanging out and I'd rather be there and there's a movie I really want to watch, whatever, like all of these Mm-hmm. easier, more comfortable things. Um, but I don't think that your base self in the moment is all of you, right? So I think yeah. that even if you're acting uh, at a more macro level for your future self and for the meaning in your life and all of these things, I don't think that's necessarily inauthentic because I think those are still legitimate parts of you and maybe more legitimate parts of you than those in the moment base desires. But those are the things that the ritual takes out, kind of pushes you to a knowledge, right? Right. Which, Which maybe is more kind of what Anthony was saying, right? Yeah. It pushes you to acknowledge those more authentic, higher principles of who you are. Yeah, I think what Claire is saying is you're you're right about if you view authenticity as like this kind of id-centric thing, that's right? what even sometimes you, you feel. I feel that's the way. Yeah. So I. If we're talking about that kind of authenticity, for me at least, maybe this is just in the background of my mind. That's that's like not what I mean when I say that. <laughs> so I think that's definitely bad, and I I think Claire, you agree. You're talking about something much more refined. Is that correct? I don't know that I'd say refine. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'd say refine. I just think human beings are not merely animals, right? We are animals, but we also have this this intellectual, conscious, spiritual dimension, and so doing things in service of that, I don't think is necessarily inauthentic. But again, I think it comes down to. How are we defining authenticity, right? I mean, so. it, it almost seems like um, often this discussion about the authenticity is mostly centered about around the self, um, whereas I think holidays and even the example of a funeral, it's never really about yourself. It's mm-hmm. always about what's outside of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I guess uh, ritual is a way of focusing your thoughts in that res- in that way. Um, and I think um, a lot of times, especially using that example of funerals, like uh, I think about this and, you know, I never quite know what I'm supposed to say to someone who's recently, you know, lost someone. Right. And the nice thing about like a ritual is sometimes it takes some of that pressure off of you it, it, because you have this, you know, let's say hundred year old tradition or multiple hundreds of year old tradition to fall back on. Um, and that could provide you as a guide perhaps um and i think maybe that could be applicable to a lot of other uh say holidays or rituals or other things and that we we celebrate because it's intended precisely to get you out of you 
Yeah, because exactly. it's greater than you. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so I think I actually agree with this, and maybe it's just a difference in, in mm-hmm. the connotation here. Yeah. I have other words, and I'm wondering what you think about them. Like, one <laughs> word is sacred. Yeah, yeah, that that works. Okay. In the, in the, in the, in the Latin, I don't want to be like, oh, the Latin meaning of it. <laughs> but, but yeah. I mean, this is a philosophy podcast. It's all <laughs> supposed to be about semantics, right? So. <laughs> That's life. Semantics is life. Um, but I think piggybacking on what Sal was saying, I think that that is actually really important that part of the ritual and by extension, we say, of the holiday, right? There is this element there making, in making you a home where you're not at home, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In making things that are next to you familiar or more familiar than what they would be if there was no ritual there, right? Mm-hmm. What do I do here? Mm-hmm. What, what's, the, what's the right thing to say at a funeral? What is the right thing to do in this moment? Well, the right thing to do at Thanksgiving is, you know, carve the thing, give it to everybody, do some small talk. This alleviates the pressure, mm-hmm. definitely. And I think that it is an essential component of a ritual. It kind of... How can we say? It kind of makes the world more of a place where you can, using Heidegger, uh, term, dwell mm. in familiarity with the things that are next to you, right? Yes. It makes the world a familiar place, <clears throat> a world that otherwise would be terrifying and just you don't know what, what's, what's happening, mm. right? Yeah, I think that familiarity, uh, that, make, that, that argument about familiarity, that makes a lot of sense to me because I feel like, um, you know, if I didn't have these holidays, uh, I feel like there'd be no way for me to actually see some of my like aunts and uncles. Otherwise, I mean, we just, you know, I've, I'm working, I live very far from my family. Uh, so if it wasn't for the holidays, I wouldn't have the built in sort of time off, um, to come out and see them, mm-hmm. you know? So I think it does kind of help make sure that, you know, we, that familiarity gets, um, established and reinforced and obtained, uh, maintained. Mm. And I think that that is, you know, all these things that we're saying um, kind of are the reason why, sadly, there is some sort of a pushback against uh, in, in modern society and in, in contemporary society, I don't know what you want to call it, the times where we're living. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a pushback against those rituals and somewhat those, some of those holidays, right? There's this idea that everyone needs a specific time off independently, right? Regardless of the meaningfulness of, of stuff, right? And then, then there's all other issue with controversial holidays that we're, for now, we put a pause. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that there is this issue. There is this issue that we resist, and more people say, I don't want to be on Thanksgiving with my, my family, right? But instead, I will do Friendsgiving, which might be great to do. I'm not saying it's not, but it's different, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's, those are the people that you chose in your life, if you want, that you can be with because it's your choice. Mm-hmm. And while it might still be an occasion to build community, yet is not the same kind of ritual that you have. That's traditional things that, you know, tradition has become a bad word there, here, that you build and that you do when you are forced to get out of yourself, right? When you're with your friends at the end of the day is when you still can be whatever you want to do, right? Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. I'm just trying to think of all these different words that maybe... And maybe I'm just an old man. But that's mm-hmm. Maybe just an old man. <laughs> Call your Aunt Susie. Call she Aunt loves Susie. you. <laughs> but I'm thinking of words like... But she might not be around forever. <laughs> that's true. We might be at her funeral next week. Oh, my God. <laughs> For any Aunt Susie listening. Just <laughs> <laughs> but I'm thinking like meaningful. Yeah. There's this kind of like oneness to it. Mm-hmm. There's this kind of... 
I, I keep thinking back to what, what Claire started off, that the fact that it's called a holy day, and I feel like at some point we should talk more about that, but it seems to be like there's a symbolic act happening, right? And I suppose one question would be, how do you view symbolic acts? Do they have to be... So they're performative in the sense that maybe literally everything is performative, right? Neutrally in terms of con connotation. But like, do you think that symbolic acts have to be something unenjoyable? Uh, not necessarily, I guess. Yeah, I would say no. But they are. No, I agree. I, I, I think this is kind of what I was thinking when you said your original thing. When mm -hmm. you were like, I don't think, I think these are the opposite. And I was like, ah. Oh. And I think this is just kind of like a verbal dispute happening in the background. No, that's possible. It's possible. No, I don't think, I don't, but I think that this reinforces even more the point that in order for for being as for a ritual to be a symbolic act, which is, which it is, in my opinion, there is the necessity of of a pub, of a collective decoding that thing. Right. You, you, there's no ritual where you are just you. There's no holiday where you're. It's my holiday. I'll stay home by myself. What kind of holiday is that? Right? It's like language. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. right. And I get what you're saying. Like, oh, I don't want to go downstairs for the holiday. I'm just gonna stay here and like lay in bed all day. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do this thing. One of the things that bothers me is when people are like, oh, it's just another day. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like true Scrooges. Um, because I think that's so stupid. Like, of course, literally, it's another day, right? But the whole point is you make it something different from just another day. But this is the authenticity, the negative authenticity, if you want, that I was pointing out. Sure, I'm sure. Like, yeah. This is exactly the thing that I'm saying. It's like, it's me. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be by myself. It's another day for me because to me, this doesn't have any meaning. Yeah, it's like id-centric cynicism. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a, I mean, that's a good point, like the id-centricness of it. But the other question I have, uh, sort of to play like the, the advocate for the other, the, the, the Scrooge, let's call him. Um, <laughs> like, who decides that Christmas is the holiday that we're going to celebrate and why, you know? Or who decides, you know... President's Day is going to, you know, is worthy of our celebration or whatever. Nobody celebrates President's Day. <laughs> not true. Not true. I personally love President's Day. It's like okay, one person celebrates President's Day. What did we just say about alone holidays that don't exist? That, that is like, yeah. I, I mean, when you were describing like lying in bed all day, I was thinking, yes, President's Day. That's the pre perfect President's Day celebration right there. Um, and then, and then also, I was thinking like, why do, why aren't there any like federal holidays between March and June, like there's like it's like a dead zone there. There's like literally nothing there. You're mourning because you're paying taxes already, and it's because we're hibernating. <laughs> no, I no, I was gonna say almost the opposite reason because uh, things the weather starts perking up, and mm. you go out and you have that first like walk in the park again, and you're like, hey, maybe we could have Sunday dinner in the backyard, and so the the little like ritualistic elements or maybe those aren't so much ritualistic as much as like those little things that mark the passage of time in your year and remind you of the previous year and those childhood memories um are maybe happening more organically so we don't have to mm -hmm. put on a costume and hand out candy or you know carve a turkey or do these things that are more 
overtly artificial. It's like medicine for the depression of the year. <laughs> right, oh, right. Oh, they yeah. all they're clustered in the coldest, darkest times of the year. Well, I also, unless you're in Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Fair enough. Right? Fair enough. Yeah, but I mean, I guess I guess there is Easter in there, right? But mm-hmm. Easter does does not have the same cultural significance. I feel like in here here in the U.S. as it uh, as Christmas does. And I, I wonder if that's partly because the variable nature of, of Easter, like, uh, in other words, like Easter could fall in March or it could fall in April or May, right? So it depends mm-hmm. on the, you know, uh, when Easter happens to arise, but it's less of a big deal than Christmas. And I've, I've always wondered why that is. But I'm, I'm wondering if in the spring instead the issue is that there are no, and I don't know this, but there is no unified unified all day, right? Because Christi- Christ- I mean, Christian people go, Easter is the period of time in the spring grab holidays. Students have spring break. Mm. Uh, I don't know if, uh, I don't know enough about Jewish holidays or any other holidays uh, for what matters. Uh, but there might be other stuff around there that we just don't, that I don't know. We Each one. And to answer your question, like, who decides, right? I think that what we're discussing here is the fact that if you are in a specific tradition, so if you are, if you come from a tradition where Christmas is the thing and you're the Scrooge and on Christmas is just another day, that's the problem. If you are Jewish and you don't care about Christmas, of course, right? You, you'll be caring about... Uh, uh, Passover. Passover. Yeah. Help. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, what do I say? <laughs> Hanukkah, right? <laughs> yeah. Hanukkah being closer to Christmas than yes. Passover, yes. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't help. No, I didn't help. I sabotaged you. Uh, Oh, sorry. No, this is totally an aside, but uh, I was thinking again about the individualization of holidays and how important they are to you. Um, because I loved Easter growing up. It was that's right. You liked it more than Thanksgiving, right? It was like it was my number two after Christmas. Um, and Aunt was always like, That's so funny. Easter was never anything to me. And so we had the reversal where I was like, Thanksgiving, I could take it. It's my Christmas pregame. But Easter, like we hosted every year. And obviously the Easter egg hunt. Are you sure you're not the Italian one of the couple? I, on my mom's side, <laughs> she's a Zulu. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I, I, for me, Easter is like kind of behind President's Day because I don't get a day off from it. From, from, uh, I mean, like I, I literally get nothing for Easter from work. I I, I still got to go to work the next day. Um, I mean, when I was a Catholic schoolboy, yeah, I got I got Easter Monday off or whatever. But that, that's about it. Like. But I think that that says something oh, pretty interesting, right? Because we have assumed that in order for something to be a holiday, you need to be off. Is that true, though? Um, because well, now, you need to observe I, it. Now, I, well, I, I I do think being off makes a big difference. I mean, working having worked a few Christmases uh, versus not, it, it feels but, different. But if I mean, you, there but is if, a festive feeling to like being on call and being or being at like your workplace during Christmas, I mean, it does feel like more festive than say like a a usual Monday, but uh, being off, there's something missing. There is something missing. Right. right. Cause I I think it's, it's the thing about what just fell. What was that? Sorry. That was me. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm saying like, I think it's because the lack of work is an indication of that. Something higher being there. That's more important than work. Because it's not like, oh, thank God, I hate working. I don't think that's what it is. I think it's like, hey, at the end of the day, there's something, quote unquote, more real happening. 
Okay. And and just real quick, I, I think of the concept of Sabbath, right, or Shabbat, mm-hmm. right? Literally, they don't do work on those days. I don't mm-hmm. turn on lights, mm-hmm. it, and I feel like this is related. It is, but I'm thinking of something like, let's say you are in the USSR in the 70s or the 80s, okay. and you are forbidden to celebrate Christmas. Does that mean that that's not a holiday for you anymore? Is that gone? Is that the ritual is gone? It's not, does it have, because we said it also needs to have meaning, right? Does the meaning of the 25th of December goes away just because you're forbidden from, from doing that? And it may pretty well be, I'm just asking. No, I get what you're getting at. Because at the end of the day, it is like a state of mind, right? I think what I would say is it certainly hinders the process, although it might not eliminate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you, so you would have to obviously be aware that it was supposed to be Christmas, mm-hmm. right? Assuming so that's, calendars still yeah. exist. That's <laughs> one level. You would have to have enough like um, passion or something inside of you to still honor it despite the crap situation you're in. and the, So like, there's, there's a lot of levels you'd have to overcome um, for it to still be a thing, but I'd imagine that it would still be, you oh, know, right. that little that little light where you're like, you know, maybe you do something secret and subversive to still observe mm-hmm. it, or you know, maybe maybe there is a workaround. But yeah, I mean, it's not in the same way where you could observe more more openly. Hmm. I kind of agree. I think like um, having an open celebration is definitely the ideal, um, and if, but. Uh, I think the community is also important too. I think that's an important element of holidays. Um, for instance, I guess, you know, it's your, uh, USSR point. I mean, I guess in the early days of Christianity, um, mm-hmm. Christians weren't allowed to openly celebrate, uh, mat or mass and, um, during the Roman empire days. So, I mean, but they still did it and it still was significant to them to do that. Um, and I think mm-hmm. that's important. I think a community is an important thing. I think you perhaps doing it subversively by yourself in your basement, uh, is maybe less, makes it less of a holiday. So let's, let's assume, of course, you're not, we have said before that you're going to do it by yourself, right? So let's say that at least you have another person to celebrate Christmas with, even if there's no day off, even if you're not even supposed to do that, as long as you are with someone else, you can perform the ritual or whatever the holiday that you are uh, secretly um, celebrating. As long as that is there, we, we're still, it's still a holiday, right? Well, I'm, I'm wondering, because I, I think I originally agreed, but now I'm not sure about this point that you need more than one person, because if you are alone, right, in a concentration camp or something, and you're able to still make things matter in the face of the brutality, even if it's just you, there seems to be something really special about that, right? Because it seems to be demonstrating some kind of integrity, some kind of commitment to something that matters, so to speak. And I, I wonder if that's the key. Although I think in that particular situation, there isn't, it, there is a community there. It's just less perhaps obvious well i'm wondering if there's a community between I mean, some people will like this language some people won't uh uh one self and god mm. right because this seems like that can exist even if well, there's no one else there to recognize that well i think that the difference in my mind will be are you doing something 
outward that signals the fact that you are celebrating this or is it just all in your head right because if there is no ritualistic aspect that comes out that's visible then i think that that doesn't work for me like let's say i i'm in a concentration camp or something and i've somehow saved like a candle and I only light this candle like on one that's, day a year. That's and not it's just me. That's an outward thing that you do, right? You're doing that, and I guess you. This is visible to someone, no, so, matter, okay. no matter who it is, like the the Berkeley and. Well, I was gonna say if you're on board with this, then it seems the issue seems to be not so much um, about multiple people being involved, although that certainly is an indicator, and more so about uh, like a relationship between self and other like even if that other is just world in the broadest sense i guess that the the performativity aspect of it it's necessary there but, needs to be a performance of any sort there but, but it sounds like even in that description there is an other in there whether it's uh you know described as god or described as your fellow inmates or um it's not self it's something it's other self. than self it's other sure. than self correct yeah yeah i what i'm thinking is like if you're if it's December 25th and you're in a situation where you don't have anybody else around you that you could outwardly acknowledge today is Christmas Day, I think it if you do anything to acknowledge that outward or not, the community is the people somewhere out there who also know it's Christmas mm. and are observing something. Even if they don't see you, yeah, that and I candle. and I yeah. think that's a difference because you could obviously rituals or maybe not obviously but i would say obviously rituals can exist if you take holidays out of it with an individual under different circumstances whatever the holiday is the fact that there's a community out there that's sharing this same concept right mm. um it's not because like if you you and your spouse or even you and your family or whatever have a little ritual it's maybe not so much a holiday a holiday seems to be a larger thing, whether or not you physically have those people in the room with you. I, I agree with you. I think that it has to do with the community at large. Yeah. With the, this building of something that is beyond, if you want, the family, right? It's something to do with something larger, which is the moment in which you create meaning that goes beyond just the individual. Possibly, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, but then there is the issue. I, but then I don't know if I agree with the fact that you... You know, if, if I just think that it's Christmas, it's good enough. Uh, well, good enough? What do you mean good enough? It's, it's not ideal, but it's, I don't think it makes so, it not Christmas. It doesn't make it a holiday for you. I mean, it's, are you... I don't know. Well, it's, I feel like it tough. goes back to trying to figure out what that fundamental, like, ontological characteristic <laughs> or definition is. It's like, if it's different, mm-hmm. if it's paying attention to some kind of not novelty, but something that's not like a typical day, then mm-hmm. it seems like you could have that. Even if I was just, a, like I'm saying, if I alone and I'm like, I'm making my gin and tannin bomb tonight and I'm <laughs> thinking about it, right? I, I think that that could qualify depending on how seriously I take it. But you are doing, in this case, you are doing something. So my, yes. my thing is yes. like, I what I want to avoid is... Solipsistic... Yes. Yes. It's I'm like, with you. It's like me by myself. I don't need to be at the the Thanksgiving dinner. I'll be there in spirit, but I don't need to be there, right? Well, I'll think of you. You would have to, I, I guess, and this is you can't 
guarantee this, whatever, but you would have to really be there in spirit, right? I'm saying going back to like a concentration camp example where you're not a crappy teenager deciding not to talk to Aunt Susie. (laughs) You're like something in your circumstances or even just having to work a certain kind of job. Obviously, those two things aren't equivalent, but something is physically preventing you from being there. I think you can you can still observe in spirit and I'm not saying that's ideal I would love for you to be free and not at work and be able to truly suck the marrow out of the holiday but um I think it is still Christmas it's still happening you can be a crappy cynical teenager and not participate in it and that's on you I don't think it's not Christmas anymore I do think you're not um participating yeah but I think that if you truly are there in spirit then you are still in a way i don't know i mean hmm. that, that is really interesting because i think that that implies somehow which i know maybe it's obvious again that holidays or any sort of rituals right, they're bigger than the, the individual mm-hmm. up to the point that even if you want to retrieve from that even if you don't want to be there even if you isolate yourself from it they're still happening and somehow you are still in that kind of world you cannot cancel it. Right? And even like you know, like the, like the aura of the thing is still permeating your mind so in you, some sense. You can hate Christmas as much as you want, but coming this time of year, you you're know in it's it. Christmas. You're in it, right? Yeah. And I wonder though, and again, maybe we don't have to talk about this. You'll you tell me. What is he about to say? <laughs> I think that that is what pisses off people that don't want to celebrate some things. Mm. They because, can't fully opt out. Exactly. Mm. They cannot opt out. It's not that all of a sudden you can, you know what? You people celebrate Columbus Day. So I don't care, right? right? right. But they can, that's not possible because the mm-hmm. thing is there and they cannot opt out fully. Maybe that's the issue. Maybe this mm. is why those kind of holidays are become controversial. People really are adamant about the fact that they want to remove. Mm-hmm. Not that it's the right thing to do or not the right thing to do. But I'm just saying maybe that's the thing. Mm. Is it possible? Mm. It could be. I mean, Sal, yeah, you were... I don't know. I mean, I think that kind of goes back to, like, evolution, too, of of holidays. I mean, back in the late 1800s, when Columbus Day was first started, I mean, it was, you know, it had a different meaning than it does today. And, you know, even back even 30 30 or 40 years ago, it had a different meaning than it has today, I think. Um, And the sort of the dynamics around it have shifted. I mean... And then you look at another ho- holiday like uh, President's Day. That never really had like. A <laughs> you fall. love your President's Day. <laughs> like, I do. I'm trying it, to push it. It to, was manufactured. Yeah. Right. Sort like of, it wasn't yeah. an authentically contrived thing where we're like, oh, we put down our differences and respect it. Because it's not like a greater authority. It's like the fucking president. It's like it, it's, it's silly. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> like it's not a thing. Well, I mean, technically it's supposed to be Washington's birthday, but you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, but, Washington's a very stately. You know, guy you can get behind, right? I mean, he's Washington. He's Washington, but he's not like the spirit of the soul of the world. But he is the spirit and soul of the country, perhaps. But I think that that is, I think that what the reason why you hate President's Day, I'm you're. I don't hate it. I shouldn't. I shouldn't. I, I just don't I think, think it's he's the same. apathetic towards President's Day. Yeah, I just don't think it's the same thing as like Christmas and Thanksgiving I, I, and. So I, I, I don't even know what President's Day is. Let's put it this way. I have no clue. <laughs> That said, I think that if we're celebrating what's missing today, and maybe why this, some people don't like it, is the fact that you're not celebrating Obama or Trump. You're celebrating 
the presidency mm-hmm. rather than the president. So if you are into, you know, the Constitution and the history of the states and the importance and the fact that this is a true democracy, this is, you know, the beacon of liberty. Well, that is the person that embodies I'm on board all with this. That. And... Maybe you should celebrate. But I'm going to push back and say that's what 4th of July is I've been for. thinking that the whole time. We're talking about the wrong patriotic holiday right now. <laughs> Again, acquired all this for me. I don't it care for like any of those. The true holiday. We're going to buy you some fireworks. Oh, we're definitely. <laughs> I don't, I don't. You're in Pennsylvania. You're like the beacon of people in New Jersey drive right. just over the border to buy fireworks and go home and this blow this true. stuff up. We, are they legal at PA? I don't oh, know. yeah. Oh, it's Saturday. Legal to wear? In Pennsylvania, are there fireworks? Oh, I have no idea. Are they legal to wear? <laughs> like, I, I mean, you, you could, could probably. Wear bottle I mean, it's, it's not good for your health to wear them. It's but, not good. Yeah. The, the DO was telling us. It's <laughs> not good. I just, I don't. Again, I Fourth uh, of July is more fun than Thanksgiving, in my opinion. I feel but, like the, the concept of a holiday centered around a person is intrinsically silly because a holiday is supposed to celebrate an idea because an idea is greater than us and a person is not but that's exactly what i'm saying it's the idea of the presidency not the president is the idea that there is somebody who's in charge that does those things that represents everybody right I, i guess but that's still like an idea of a personal role as opposed to like thankfulness holiness um independence independence liberty right things like that Again, I don't care either way. (laughs) (laughs) But Sal likes President's Day. I I think it's an underrated holiday. I mean, (laughs) come on. Is there there anything else really going on? I mean, aside from Valentine's Day, which you you also don't get off from work for, is there anything else? But that is a good one because you do things like get the flowers, maybe you wear something different, you plan a date, you you make a whole thing about it. So now I'm going to put us in trouble here. So are you saying that MLK... Oh God. Why did you do that? <laughs> but because you're saying no people, that's a holiday for a that person. That is an idea. It's it's less about MLK as a person as it is what he represents in the civil rights movement. But how is it different from the president? Because we have Fourth of July. <laughs> that's the, you're saying it's and double. And we got Memorial Day and we got Labor Day. We but got those for are the, different. We got for the veterans. We got for the founding spirit of the country. I, I agree. We don't really. I think Sal should just take a random day off because I think that's what he likes about President's Day. I mean, yeah. <laughs> no, but MLK Day, it's like, you know, we'll do things like maybe you watch part of the speeches he gave, right? But again, that does orient more towards the idea. And I'm not. Or quite Columbus sure. Day. I could have, I could have picked Columbus Day as well. It's a person. I, I don't celebrate Columbus Day. I'll tell you that. Neither, I, neither do I. I um, I don't know if I know anyone that celebrates Columbus Day. Well, not anymore, for sure. <laughs> but even in its heyday, but you know, I mean, like, they would do like parades, right, well, or like festivals they, in the street and stuff. Well, Columbus Day was started in the late 1800s by Benjamin Harrison after a uh, a lynching in uh, in Louisiana of multiple Italian Americans. It was supposed mm. to sort of kind of um, alleviate some of the difficulties between the United States government and the Italian government at the time. So that was mentioned in The Sopranos, too. I actually remember that. So Columbus Day is the grandfather of MLK Day. 
Oh, uh, I was kind of thinking of that parallel too, right? Mm-hmm. It's about it's about there's, relations there's between. We're getting a... in so much trouble. This show was supposed to be the. the... He said that MLK <laughs> was the same as Columbia. <laughs> we're getting in so much. This was supposed to be the easy episode. It was supposed to be the it's one. Supposed to be so. The uncontroversial. The un. I don't think you could do that because I, I think. <laughs> I think the concept is an intrinsically controversial be- precisely because so now what I'm thinking is when I when I said authentic what I meant was like genuine reverence. Okay. That's what I meant. And I think there's something intrinsically um quote unquote controversial about that. Maybe there shouldn't be, but because to be genuinely reverent is to recognize some kind of value hierarchy and someone's not going to be happy about that and it's to say that there's a this and there's a this and then we observe this because this time it's more important than this and i set aside this because it's less important um so i feel like anytime you you kind of parse things out in that way there's always going to be something so some people are going to be upset by just by the existence of a certain holiday right because if you think of the concept of a holiday it's kind of like the concept of a definition, right? By definition, it limits things that it is not. And that's what makes it special because it's this and not this. But to the extent that there's always a limit, there are things that are limited. So the people beyond that, whether by choice or necessity, are going to be like, oh, you know, so, for whatever reason. So I'm going to play a role that's not okay. really mine, I guess. Does that mean that possibly, maybe... In the name of equality, we should eliminate all all this and rituals, because that's what's gonna make. <laughs> Again, still we're in trouble already. So I mean, so. I mean, my my thought is, <laughs> but you know, what I, I know mean? that's you playing the devil's advocate. And but, but you like, know what? I'm, you know what I'm the saying? The most though? absurd thing I've ever heard. If we're going yeah. to do that, then can we get like way more time off from work, <laughs> like way more vacation time? Or but, but I just think in, of this in, this old South Park episode where. The, the children were barred from doing like like a, a holiday play or something. And then yeah. so they were becoming like more and more secular and like non-meaningful. And to the, to the extent where they had them doing like a Phil, like, was it like a Philip Glass production. They were just like in black leotards, <laughs> monotone, just doing weird like interpretive but, dance. And but, they're like, that's the way we say. <laughs> but seriously, though, I, I mean, there is at least an argument to why should again. Because then everyone should have a holiday or nobody should have a holiday. This seems to be the sentiment, not mine, but this seems to be the sentiment, <laughs> right? This idea that, and again, I don't want to name any holidays specifically because we're really getting in trouble. Too then. late. But, <laughs> no, 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 no. But, but there, are, there are instances where people are complaining because there's the Christian holiday and there's the Jewish holiday and there is the, the Islamic holiday, but there is not my holiday there, mm-hmm. right? So, and... It seems to me that if we really, if we put a holiday for, if everyone gets their thing, which maybe that's the way to go. But then in that case, we are, we never go to work and which might be good. I don't know. Or also every day is special, which means every day is not special. Yeah. Or we need to say that today I don't go to work. Tomorrow Sal doesn't go to work. Each one, And then you lose this idea that things are bigger than you. Right. Um, on one side, on the other side, Maybe we just take them all away and we decide that you don't go to work from December 1st to February 28th because it's too cold and this is this is the reason why. We don't have any holidays. I it's feel just like in some ways, a lot of those holidays are already sort of taken away anyway for most people who work 
jobs, you know? I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's not, there's not a ton of holidays that we really like truly from a, like a workplace perspective, if we're still arguing that is truly held hundred percent sacred. Mm. Because no place, there's not a, I will say this, there's no holiday to my knowledge where everything is closed. Well, it depends where you are. Good luck in Italy. What are you thinking? Good luck in Italy on Christmas Day going out. There Everything fight. is closed. Like nothing is open. Wow, or, that's, like not that's even, beautiful. Not even the pharmacy. Or like if you, you go can to, die. Or if you go to like a, a city in Australia during like a uh, a horse race or something. When I was in Launceston. <laughs> is this a thing? Yeah, when I was in Launceston, they were having a derby and like everything was shut down except for mm. like maybe a restaurant. That there is no again in Italy you cannot even go. There is like some specific restaurants that you know in advance that they're gonna do the thing. That they, you can have the, it's for people that cannot celebrate at their house for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And, and this is the city where I'm from. Then though I can't say Italy in general. But those people that go there, like everybody looks at them like, wow, you can't even eat at home one day a year. Mm. We need to go to a restaurant even for Christmas, really. <laughs> but everything is closed. Mm. Like if you go, if you you know, end up going at the hospital that day, you don't even find like the medical student that's almost already a doctor. You find the mm. first six months uh, medical student there that, that doesn't even know how to put a, an IV on you. There's much. something really great about that, though. I don't know if you want to live in that place, though, right? What if you get sick on Christmas? What if, you know, you have an emergency on Christmas, then you're screwed. I don't know. Do we prioritize safety over meaning? I mean, if it's my safety, my safety over meaning. Uh, everybody else, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> You've all had a good life, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, no. I don't know. But, but yes, yeah, so there, are, there are places where everything is closed, to answer your question, I think. So not in America, though. That's an interesting cultural distinction. Well, you guys have, like... Paid vacation stuff. Farniente. Yeah. Right? That's, <laughs> yeah. Right? Where we don't have that kind of thing, a siesta. The only place that does a siesta is our sushi place that we go to. Yeah, yeah. Where they close it from like 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. or something Switch like that. Switch from the lunch to the dinner menu. Yeah. That's every day in Italy. So what, what is the rationale behind that? That you need to go back home, eat possibly take a nap and then go back to work. So it's for well-being? Yeah, it's much much more important to be with your family and spend some time in the middle of the day. Because meaning is more important than work and meaning is more important than safety. And to return to your earlier controversial question, (laughs) meaning is more important than equality. (laughs) Well, everybody does that there, though. It's pretty equal. Yeah, I know. I was just... I think, yeah, I mean, there are different things you can prioritize and you have to decide what is going to be prioritized right but, but then again i'm wondering what you guys think maybe that's beyond the scope of the episode but what is the reason why this doesn't happen here why the why there's no universal break? shutting down why there's no break i have i have my ideas but you won't like those uh it, i mean I, I assume you'll say something <laughs> about hyper productivity and i don't think that's incorrect um i also think it italy is a more religious place even though people might disagree with that we don't go to church from one to four now no but but there's still like you have history right in the churches that point towards god and there's this culture 
and like these artifacts and there's just something kind of like buzzing in the air that the United <laughs> States doesn't have and that's not a knock on it. I, I think that this is, sh- this is a much more religious place than Italy, this place. I, I, I would agree with that personally. Really? Like by far. Man. But like I don't mean religious. I mean like religious. Uh, exactly. Because I don't you, mean like, yeah. oh, we go to this thing once a week. No, that's Italy. Really? You guys are crazy about your religion. No, no joke. Well, I mean, about the hyper productivity thing, everybody always says the Protestant work ethic. Yeah. Idle hands are the devil's work. So even that, like American ideal of like go 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 mm-hmm. go go, mm-hmm. um, people will trace back to. I was thinking it was related to beauty. Because, like you know how I was thinking it was related to beauty. Because you know how we had the the beauty episode, and you were saying, "Oh, what would like a world based on beauty versus blah 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 look like?" It seems like Italy is a more aesthetic culture, and I feel like there's a very close association between aesthetics and religiosity in the sense that I'm thinking of. So what I'm saying is, Italy has more of that than the mm. United States does, and and that seems to be truly reverence for something greater than thou, something really sacred. No, I, I don't know. I'm not sure I necessarily see that. I mean, because... I mean, I think every sort of re- religion has its own aesthetic, I would think. I mean, even American Protestantism has certain aesthetics to it. I, I'm not so... I don't know. I'm not... Maybe I'm not understanding the, the argument. No, I, I think that... There is a reluctance in saying that the issue at hand here it is the fact that work is the most important thing and production is the most important thing period and that is the problem Mm -hmm. the problem is that this is a much more um capitalistic country than italy is i know you don't like to hear that but i think that this capitalism it's incidental that's it cannot be incidental i think productivity is different I, I, I respectfully disagree. I agree <laughs> with you on the upper level. I do. Uh, but I think that that is the issue. The issue is is the fact that to make money is the most important thing. And the, ra- the rat race is I make as much money as possible can. And then I retire and I do what I want and die. Mm. While in Italy, it's like, I don't know if I'm going to die tomorrow. So I'm going to take it slow all the way around. I think that that is the difference. We work less. There's no doubt about it. Do you think that in Italy... I don't, but people in Italy work less. <laughs> do you think that there is... Because I don't have too much knowledge of this, right? But mm-hmm. I'm, I guess I'm just going off of vague archetypes. Mm-hmm. D- do you think it's true that in Italy, um, people are more attuned with some larger cultural history and ideal? What do you mean? Italianness. The spirit no. of Italy. We hate each other. You hate each other. Absolutely. I, I would, yeah, I would say that there's at least, I'm an Italian American. I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm Italian. I mean, but, or like, I was not born in Italy, I should say. And my sense is that it's, there's more regional pride rather than national pride. And mm-hmm. the invention of Italy as a nation is probably like 1860s, 1870s, somewhere in there. 1860, exactly. Yeah. So, like, um, and I think that's when the concept of like Italianness, quote unquote, became a thing. Mm-hmm. But prior to that, there was no real, there was no such thing as being an Italian. I think even the the, the king of Italy at the time didn't, didn't even speak a word of Italian. Yeah, and you have to think that if to most people in Italy, that felt like an imposition. Nobody wanted to be in this thing because there was the kingdom of Sicily was on its own. 
and then there was the, the, the all different and there was like okay now we unify you but there is this this thing that that's said most times like nominally it's one country but still it's divided today and, and it's also my understanding too that the italian that's spoken today was somewhat arbitrarily picked yeah absolutely like florentinian italian was not really the the, the the language that people were speaking in fact like you know my parents probably would speak a very different type of italian than say someone in the north yeah yeah and, and there was there's this old historical thing we don't need to get into it there's all historical thing about the language that was a, a certain point there was a race between sicilian and florentine and and the sicilian lost can i rephrase the question sure do you think there is a contrast between the United States and countries where there is a ancientness to them, like a deep respect for old aspects of culture merely because the United States isn't that old? So, up to merely because the United States is not that old? Mm -hmm. Yes. But I think that the reason still is the capitalistic spirit there mm -hmm. because it's production and building new things rather than keeping the old that's important here. Like here's a little thing. Mm -hmm. In Germany, mm -hmm. uh, one of my friends when I was at Duquesne was telling me they have purity laws mm -hmm. for bread mm -hmm. because they're known and people think, oh, no, French people have the best bread. But apparently this is a, like a very like a pride, prideful subject for Germans. And they have these purity laws that kind of acknowledge hey here's some almost absolute cultural uh aspect that we're going to preserve in some oh, respect it's all over europe we had we had the same thing for wine or cheese okay so that's kind of what i'm but, getting at yeah. my, my question though is how old are those things really um because i feel like a lot of that stuff kind of gets a lot of the, the so-called ancient history kind of gets like put into the service of other things um, and I think that's, I see that in like Italian culture. I mean, I think that was sort of what happened in the four, in the thirties uh, and twenties when Mussolini rose to power. Mm. Uh, so I think, you know, I think that, uh, sometimes some of these ancient ideals or these so-called like purity laws, like you're describing, I don't know like how old those laws tend to be, but my impression is that they're not super old. Is that, you know, that, uh. You're right, and most of those, when it comes to food especially, they were put in place when globalization took off, and all of a sudden, in Argentina, they were making cheese they were called Parmigiano, and had nothing to do with the Parmigiano, with the Parmesan, as you call it here. So if you, for example, I don't know if you ever noticed, if you buy the real thing, mm -hmm. it's spelled Parmigiano, P-A-R-G-I-A-N, well, whatever, <laughs> I lost it. <laughs> well, instead, if you buy the... American product is called Parmesan. Those mm -hmm. are two different things. Mm -hmm. But again, and this is why they did that, because the, the, the big chain was taking away from what mm. those things are. Again, which seems to be more of an economic thing than anything else. Mm. And I, again, I don't want to keep on beating on this. No, that's fine. I think that's what it is. Well, we've covered a lot of ground. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to talk about cheese. I would talk about holidays more, but... So, okay, I mean, maybe, maybe like a natural place to turn from here would be to kind of not so much. So, we have talked about specific holidays, some characteristics common, or maybe. Hold on, I got to pause. 
If you look at me and Sal's glass, <laughs> they're empty. <laughs> if you look at Giuseppe's glass, it's exactly where it was like an hour ago. I'm not a fan. He's not <gasps> a fan. He doesn't like the gin I'm and tannin bomb. I think you put cinnamon in it, right? Clove. Clove. That's. Yeah. I think that's what it is. No clove cigarettes. No clove in his. Uh, that's all right. Good. I could take it. That's all right. I could take it. It's all right. It's all right. I, I, sal, I, drink. I appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate it, Jester. <laughs> it's all good. It's a ritual. Yeah, there you that's go. Right. There you go. But um, I was gonna say maybe we'd be able to get some interesting insights out of delving into what these things mean uh for us should we take a small break yeah we could take a 10 minute break it, it'll be in one episode but we'll take like a 10 yeah, minute we'll break take and a then we'll go to like break. maybe an hour 30 an hour 40 all something right. like that all right let's take a break all right cool So what I was saying was that I think it'd be interesting to see where the conversation goes if we kind of shift into drawing insights based on personal experience growing up in holidays and see see where that takes us. Like, what did it mean to you growing up? And hmm. like, what does it make you think of? And, and how is what you experience now the same or different from that kind of stuff? Hmm. You made a face, Sal. Do you want to you kind of start there? <laughs> <laughs> like first of all, when I ask you that question, yeah. are there like, is there a holiday or two that you automatically think of? Like, uh, from my childhood, you mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think Christmas is probably the 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 one that first comes to mind, and then uh, Easter, because uh, you know I grew up in a very Catholic household, so uh, that was those are the two big holidays. Um, we did go to church every Sunday, so. We, of course, went to church on Easter Sunday and uh, Christmas Day often. Uh, so that that was often the thing that framed my holidays growing up was a sort of religious element. Mm. Uh, and then uh, the other element was the big family gatherings with meals. So that, that was often uh, like Christmas Eve, for instance, we'd spend all day cooking um, and setting up the house to entertain guests. Um and probably like before that, I would say like right after Thanksgiving, we would put up a Christmas tree, um, much like most, I think, probably American households do, I guess. Um, so you're Catholic? I am, yes. Deeply Catholic? Uh, no, I mean, I would say, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I still, I still identify as Catholic, but I mean, I'm not, um, I'm not, I would say, like, uh, you know, bring back Latin mass or something like that. I'm, I'm fairly liberal Catholic. make mass great again? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I was going to ask, like, what was the religious aspect of holiday in your family in that environment? Yeah, so um, the, I mean, obviously, like, a, a prayer and I went to a Catholic school, too. So, like, that that was a pretty big part of my upbringing. So because I went to Catholic school, um, it was a pretty regular part of even school too. Like there were services in school that we would go to before they'd release us to, to go on our Christmas break. Mm. Um, 
so there's often like a prayer service beforehand. Um, and then, you know, come home uh, for, you know, Christmas Eve, we would often you know, do grace before dinner uh, or a prayer before dinner. Uh, we would have, you know, sort of a, on Christmas Eve, we would have a fairly seafood heavy, you know. Seven fishes? I mean, they never actually called it that, but yeah, I mean, I guess you could. More than seven probably, right? Yeah, probably more than seven, yeah. Wow. But yeah. Um, and then the next day it was, I, I think mostly like, uh, I'm trying to remember if it was like lamb and chicken and stuff like that mostly on Christmas day. Uh, but again, like another big family gathering on Christmas day where we get together and, you know, trade stories and hang out, you know, that sort of thing. Did you I, like Christmas growing up and Easter? In general. Yeah. I mean, I think most, most, uh, Christmases and Easter's were pretty good. I mean, I w I would say. You know, I mean, some some Christmases were better than others, <laughs> but like in overall, by and large, yeah, I enjoy. I really did enjoy it, and it sort of has colored the way I celebrate Christmas now. I mean, I more or less do the same thing now. I mean, if I'm being totally honest, it might be the only time of year I do go to church anymore. Um, mm -hmm. But you know, um, so when you do this stuff now, whether mm -hmm. it be Christmas or Easter or whatever else, how how does it? compare to when you were younger like does it put you in a certain mindset where you reflect upon that stuff like wh what is different now i think now i actually have a greater appreciation for it um when i was younger oftentimes you know i, I still have kind of a pretty big lazy streak about me uh hence uh, why lazy I love, president's day that's right that's <laughs> why i love my president's day you don't have to you're not expected to do a whole hell of a lot um except sleep in so like I did have that growing up too. Um, and so like, I'm like, oh man, why are we doing all this work? Well, you know, why do we got to put up the Christmas tree? Why do we got to do all this, all this stuff, you know, put up lights, whatever. But, uh, now, um, I definitely see the value in that more so than I did when I was younger. And I sort of, you know, miss some of that stuff and wish I'd probably, you know, appreciated it more growing up than I, than I did. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, and also because I, I am pretty far from my, my uh, family in general. So, you know, I do sort of want to, you know, appreciate being around them more for the holidays probably than I did when I was growing up. What do you think you see now that you didn't see then? Um, I think the element of sacredness uh, it definitely comes through now that I'm older, I think, and uh, the importance of ritual and uh, having sort of a root system uh, is probably you know more obvious to me now than it was when I was growing up. And I think, uh, you know, it's, you know, it just feels like you're, you're more supported as a result, mm -hmm. uh, having that sort of root structure in place. I mean, I, I don't think I really appreciated that as much growing up because, I mean, I don't know. I think when you're growing up, uh, your headspace is, is different. Often, often it's much more uh, centered on self rather than centered on the people around you. Hmm. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I'm laughing? I'm thinking of, of, of other stuff sort of thing. I'm, I'm thinking like this, everything that sells, right? This, this always the thing that comes to mind is Christmas and, and, and Easter and my and all different different ad space and things like that. And my, I was thinking first the question first question that came to my mind is like 
do birthday count as holidays? That's a great question. I was thinking of birthdays and anniversaries yeah. earlier, do like they personal count? holidays. Do they count I, I as holidays? Know, wait, what do you think? I, I'm not. Is your birthday a big deal? Birthdays are interesting because it's like if we go back to that earlier definition, it's not obviously other people were born on the same day as you, but <laughs> it's not like today is is birthday for everyone, <laughs> whether or not I'm out there with those people. Um, but birthdays in the abstract everybody has so it's like everybody taps into it at some point in the year just not at the same time mm-hmm. so there is something both individualized and shared about a birthday so what do you think of when you think of holiday and christmas eve up? christmas eve yeah yeah i mean i know about this but no one else does so why don't you talk about that so christmas eve is the most magical day of the year <laughs> and i thought it was so magical even when i was little um and I you mean, this is just a bunch of uh, either Italian, Italian or Italian American families because we also um, ate a lot of fish. And now now some of the older relatives died and who did a lot of the cooking. Um, and so in the past few years, there's been pushes for like, I, you know, I never really liked that. Like, I'll just make some chicken parm or I don't know. And I am like rallying against this so hard. Burgers. Oh, I am rallying against this so hard because I'm like, we do not eat meat on Christmas Eve. Um, And my grandma was a great seamstress and she sewed this great Santa costume. So somebody plays Santa every year and we have some like nieces and nephews, grandkids being born now. So like that tradition is coming back to life. Um, They have, a great piano in the living room. We always go to my aunt's house and like my aunt used to play and now she's died and my brother plays piano and we sing and uh, we watch the Christmas story marathon for, you know, it starts at like 8 PM on Christmas Eve and we just have it on continuously till the next day. Um, yeah, I think it like can't be beat and we don't even really get presents yet on Christmas Eve, but it's like the anticipation. Like once you wake up and it's Christmas morning, it's like, okay, you're already kind of past the climax. It's the, it's the build and it's the waking up early, frying fish all That's morning. That's true. You and do it's say the, that, that the build is in some sense more of a thing than the thing itself. It absolutely is. Agreed. It absolutely <laughs> is. It's like Saturday is better than Sunday. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to say Friday. And it Friday, Saturday. And Friday is even Saturday. better. Right, yeah. Friday is like the Christmas Eve of every week in some sense. <laughs> sort yeah. of is, yeah. But uh, so I'm wondering, Claire, because like, we talk about this all the time, but as so as Sal was speaking and as you were speaking, and I'm sure as Giuseppe was speaking, something I'm thinking is I think an integral part of of holidays for me has to do with time and the concepts of sameness and difference and kind of coping with these things. And do you think that when we do Christmas Eve at Adeline's house every year, um, that one of the things you are trying to hold on to and like in some sense I don't like talking about it. I mean, you talked about it for a half an hour you idiot what are you talking about like we're <laughs> half an hour hour and a half because um, there is something greater than words than, than this stuff but like do you think you, you view it as a, the preservation of some kind of constancy or sameness in the face of an otherwise fleeting set of events yeah absolutely I mean even like like my grandma's gone, my aunt Joe, Uncle Rat. Like you watch all these people leave the 
table, right? Literally, like I have these memories and I look around and the faces are different. People are married. Now Anthony's there. Now people are having kids. Um, so it's like, talk, talk about like greater than yourself, right? Like you want to believe that when someday you're not there. And I mean, I'm like, Oh God, Annalyn's house won't exist forever. Someday. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that there's going to be something constant. Right. And that's, that's the holiday, right? The holiday is that hopefully somewhere, somebody with our DNA is going to be eating fish and playing piano and putting a Christmas story on, right? <laughs> and finding um, the pickle that's, in the that's tree. That's the ritual. That's a new, I know, that's I know. a new tradition. I just wanted to brag about being the pickle champion three I years never in a row. found the pickle. <laughs> but that's, that's the ritual, isn't it? Right? Yeah. This idea that this thing will exist, existed before you. And, and the pseudo-religious element, right? Yeah. As Even Dr. Kogan says, it's like you're a, you're a link in a chain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, the non-American <laughs> here? I'm calling you non-American. That's correct. That will be correct. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I was asking if birthdays because there were possibly the, my birthday is my favorite holiday. I guess that's really interesting. <laughs> Talk about that. Talk about that. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, yeah, Christmas is you know. So that's, why is why is the birthday your favorite? Oh, are you kidding me? Like it's all about you, <laughs> <all> right? <laughs> it's literally Andrew Seppi. It's it's it's, uh, it's just all about now. Uh, kidding. I'm not even sure if that qualifies as a holiday. So right? what do you do on your birthday? Uh, now nothing. There was like when I was now I want to avoid my birthdays as much as possible, obviously, because I'm How getting come? old. I don't want to hear that. So what what <laughs> what about it made you love it when you were younger, and what oh, about it makes you like fear it, it now? It's like much much shallower than what we think. It's the gifts and uh, do whatever you want that day, more mm-hmm. or less. No, but kidding aside, I think that um, it's gotta be Christmas Eve. It's gotta be Christmas. Christmas Eve. This is the which is not surprising, right? We kind of are yeah. in the same background here. We're, you know, three quarters of us of, of people here are Italian, and one quarter is half Italian, right? Wait, Anthony <laughs> is not a hundred percent Italian. I don't know where he's been lying. About I get the this. privilege of like he looks then, like he would be. Then, then fine, then fine. He's just got an Italian half name. <laughs> then you do too now. Let's, so let's do it this way. Then three quarters of us are Italian. Yeah. Period. Yeah, all right. Right. Like, Disperse different ways, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't think it's surprising that for all of us, and interns and speak as spoken, but I'm assuming that unless he goes Thanksgiving, which will be disgraceful, it's got to be, it's got to be tradition, right? It's going to be the, the, and I don't know. For me, it was never the religiosity. Uh, quite frankly, I, I went to my middle school was on. Uh, Catholic school as well, and it was my vaccine against the religion thing. So I was never into it uh, since that. Oh, that's it. Can you talk a little bit about that? Uh, not relevant, really, I think. I just Like just, you were pushing back, though. I, I just didn't like it. I was like, this is this is it. I don't, I don't, want, I don't want to be part of this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. This is wrong. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, and it is. The being together is the same thing that, that it's a mix of what what Sal and Claire said. Um, it's the being together, is the meals together, is the mm-hmm. is the con- and again back then was I'm having fun with my cousins. Today is the continuation of the tradition stuff. I I think. I have a question. So you ultimately went with Christmas and Christmas Eve, but you did mention the birthday thing, mm-hmm. and I want to ask. <coughs> I'm like dying. Hold this on. is not a COVID cough. <laughs> okay. 
He's been tested. Are you all right? Yeah, I just yeah. have a. Hold on, let me get a get sip a, of this. Get, get a drink. Stay hydrated. <laughs> you sure? Okay. You want me to get you some water? It is water. That base. That's certainly not water. Okay. <laughs> it's liquid. It's not solid. Okay. Okay. Say what you're gonna say. So, yeah, I have froggy voice. When actually I was waking up the past two days, I'm like, Jesus. We're gonna do this thing, and my throat is all messed up because I got like a, I don't know a sinus infection or something the other day. Um, when you stumble upon your birthday, like mm-hmm. you stumble upon it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now that you're getting older, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna ask you mm-hmm. as the oldest person here. Sure, of course, I have this privilege. <laughs> is it sad at all? No, no, it's not sad. No, no, not really. Is it scary? Not really either. Just annoying. <laughs> <laughs> it just is annoying. Because of the... Because you know that you know one year went by and tomorrow I'm going to wake up with another pain somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But it's not about death. It's not you know, about I, death. I feel like your, your attitude toward aging is very interesting because I would expect it to be more like... Like, I don't know. Profound. Profound, <laughs> right? And you're like, oh, these aches are just getting that's, to that's me. That's all there is. I don't, I'm not... I'm not, well, I'm afraid of death. Was it always like that? Or was there a time when you were more kind of fearing it? And then as you get older, you're like, I'm just going to accept it and hate these pains, man. (laughs) Come on, man. I I, I don't know if, I don't think there was, I I mean, I'm afraid of dying like everyone else. Like every person, I'm assuming. Sounds not okay. (laughs) Gotta go sometimes. I I think that everybody has a little bit of fear. Um, But that said, it's like, look, I'm doing the best I can, I think, and I hope. <laughs> then, so that's it. And it's, it really is the like it's the process of getting old. It's not the end, mm. the problem. It's literally the problem is the, the, the how can we call it, the progressive, mm-hmm. um, dying, dying, not death. Right? Well, it's epic it's the, it's the, yeah, it's the progressive like. The uh. fact that the, your body is disintegrating the problem, the mm. specifically joints, that is the problem. Not, not yeah, the, imagine not that being like this heightened sense of absurdity where this like <laughs> um, non-connection between the mind and the body or something yeah, like that. Uh, and every birthday is a reminder of that. Yeah, and it's, and, and it's like every birthday, like I think I'm, I understand more things now. I think that I have a wiser and yet, tell that to my niece, though. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Explain uh, that. That's good. I feel so, like you have this kind of funny outlook. I hope I, I hope I do that. So basically, you're saying youth is wasted on the young. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wish. I wish. And I, I maintained this uh, more than one time. I think that we get this backwards. We should go to work later in life and enjoy. We should have retirement before <laughs> and go to work when you're old because what the hell are you going to do? You're just going to be in a room and do your stuff because you cannot move. You're going to do anything. Mm. And before that, enjoy when you can. There's, you something, there's something to that. I guess the problem is you don't build the skills. <laughs> we should have like a capital that's given to us at the beginning of life for you to have fun. And then when you run out of money. Like a stipend. <laughs> <laughs> like a youth stipend. No, you, you're bored. <laughs> you know, we're going to give you a million dollars and oh, you can yeah. spend it. 
uh, you know, however you want mm-hmm. when you, you know, and but and you, if you invest well, you never have to work. No, that's right. <laughs> no, but here's the thing: you cannot invest. Uninvestable, it. it's earmarked oh. off. You can't do that. You're gonna do that. Wow. You, you had to use it to have fun and to mm-hmm. do it, to have experiences. <laughs> you and do must. It. Have you have one million fun. youth strictly dollars. Exactly. <laughs> and then when you're out of money, that's when you go to work. So wait, and that, is it protected from inflation somehow? Uh, man, I have thought this. <laughs> is it crypto? Is it scarce? <laughs> no, it's gonna. It's not gonna get crypto. gold bars. <laughs> gold bars are good ones. I think. Okay. About you, Anthony. What is? Uh, the, don't go Thanksgiving, man. Just do not. So you'll be pleased to hear that I'm not going Thanksgiving. Okay, it's good. It's President's Day. Um, <laughs> President's Day. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, Christmas is there, and, okay. and we all spoke about Christmas, but the second is very obviously Halloween for me. Oh, really? And we yeah. haven't talked about Halloween. That's and, true. And I Shockingly, think this is funny, me and Claire haven't, because this is like our thing. Um, Halloween is cool. So. But I will say, Halloween was never, I mean, I always liked it. I always dressed up. <clears throat> I went trick-or-treating. But I didn't become like a Halloween junkie until... I converted you. Yeah, he brought me on board. It's contagious. I feel like Halloween as it's currently celebrated is a fairly recent invention too, though, right? It's not as old as Jesus, that's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) That's a fair point. No, I mean like as in, in the last like 50 or so years. Yeah. I mean, it's a contemporary American thing. Once again. That's absolutely true. Acquired for me, so don't care. (laughs) <laughs> oh, so they don't. That's so. No, like, I can't imagine my life history without that. We, wow. We have. Well, I want to hear more about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But uh, we have something equivalent, I guess, which is the carnival in oh, February. That's, right? in Feb- that's more like a, a pre Lent thing, though. But that's like Fat you, Tuesday. But you all get. What is that? Dressed yeah. like with, Oh, with, so uh, almost right. like Mardi Gras, like well, Italian yeah, yeah, Mardi Gras. That's exactly what it is. That is exactly what it is. So, what's oh. like the. The value behind that and, and the... It's just like... It's Fat it's, Tuesday it's before Lent. Yeah, yeah. So, like, it's, it's yeah, supposed to be a celebration before, like, you go on a fast for 40 days. Oh, okay. That's why it's Fat Tuesday. That's right. Okay, yeah. I'm fat before I'm not. It's right. See, okay. I'm more Catholic than the one you were calling Italian. <laughs> I think I'm going to downgrade you, Anthony. Yep. Downgrade I'm you. taking the three quarters. <laughs> but it's... So, why, why is it so important? I mean, <clears throat> so... There's just something so different okay. it, right? Like it's literally grotesque. It is death. It is, there's something dark about it. And, and there's something interesting about that because it's in contrast to all the things we usually do. So it's like you dress up as something, right? Mm-hmm. You kind of fall into a world, so to speak, that is completely antithetical to your typical world and so there's something really really fun and i I, that's like a weird word to use but there's something really really fun about it um and me and claire like we do this halloween party every year and what year are we on now i don't know i like the big one was 2016 but we've been doing it before that i think our first one was 20. 13. Because when you're little, it's like, it's many things, right? It's it's candy, which I eat like two pieces every year now, if that. Um, but it's also just, it's just like you're falling into a different realm. It's really shocking. It's kind of absurd almost. 
And so me and Claire do this party every year where we decorate the basement. It takes like a week to do, and we're just hours and hours and hours of work, not labor. Um, <laughs> and but there is a reason why he's saying that. <laughs> I understand. There's a reason. Yeah. Yes, yes. I think I said twice. I said that now. Um, and we have this contest and these games and this atmosphere, and you don't get that. Mm-hmm. Right, like I feel like Halloween is one of those holidays that is really something when you're young, and then unless you do something about it, it disappears when you're older. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I think it has to do with a couple of things. One of them being maybe that your priorities change, mm. maybe that you have knowledge when you're older that you didn't have when you're younger. And so I think a lot of Christmas, but also Halloween, at least for me is trying to reintegrate these things that were lost so long ago. And I know that I try and do that not only for us, but for our friends and mm-hmm. like for our kids one day. And I think, I feel like the greatest compliment I ever got <laughs> was uh, like a few years ago at one of our parties, one of our, our, uh, our friends said like, man, this is like Walt Disney. Because <laughs> it, it, it brings out, there's something so innocent about it. There's something so wide-eyed and novel and playful and jovial and silly and indulgent and all these different things. And so I really do try to capture something that otherwise would not would not be had. I mean, Claire, I feel like I, I'm not sure we have, we kind of do this together. Is there something you think I'm kind of missing in this mindset? Cause it, sometimes it's hard to speak about, right? Because it, it's very much greater than words. And so to speak about it is to lessen it. Um, so I'm kind of wondering what you were thinking about as I'm, um, well, as somebody who returned to Halloween as an adult, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I dressed up and I, whatever, um, celebrated as a kid and then it did kind of disappear for me and then when you were so into it I got into it with you um, and I think it's obviously it's for the children and I think they should be out there trick-or-treating and having fun but there's something extra fun about it like watching our friends be silly watching our friends take a costume contest so seriously and uh, and up the ante mm-hmm. every year and Um, show up, you know, with stupid mustaches on and, uh, yeah, it really is like an opportunity to play that is so, is so not present because adults don't play. Yeah. But I think that that has to do with partially with the discussion we were having before, right? Halloween is definitely the more ritualist, evidently ritualistic. Right. Because you dress up. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's all ritual, right? And, Ritual, it is this thing, again, that it's, as you were saying at the very beginning, it's kind of the opposite of work, right? Mm-hmm. And the fact that it's ritualistic and there is play in there, which is also the opposite of yeah. work, marks it even more as this obvious, different, special and situation. it's so little. It's so and it's little. one day, right? It's one day. For us, it's like a week, but yes, it's one day. <laughs> but it is one day. And I think that this idea, this contrast, and I... And I think it's almost the contrast of, of two, of two eras, if you want, that you can see there in Halloween, right? Mm. There is the pre-modern era, where you are allowed, where actually most of your life is, you're dressed up, right? 
think of the French wearing a wig and presenting mm. themselves, and every erdu of a woman represents something, and you're always rep- you're always acting, you're always, you know, presenting yourself. Everything is a ritual, right? And then you get to the mo- and everything is playful. Everything is very playful at that moment. And then you go to the modern era when we discover work as the most important thing that our life is centered around. And all of a sudden, this playfulness goes away and everything that's playful is bad. That's why as an adult, you're not supposed to do those things, right? Just with the thing that you're hanging on to. Right. You're not supposed to do that. Those are things for kids. And Halloween is the only time where you're allowed to be playful and you're allowed to truly be acting as someone who's not you. So mm. I'm wondering if this is what makes it special. And Yeah, I think you're right. And I think that one one thing we haven't said is, I mean, in the background, it, it has been said, but not explicitly, is that there's this nostalgic thing to it. Because Halloween is also a time of the year, right? To go back to the seasons thing, it's, it's, it's school has just started, right? It's mm-hmm. kind of like, fall is really weird. And, and we talk about this often. It's like this contradiction where it's an end, but it's a beginning and it's death but it's very vibrant and beautiful and kind of get brought back to that every year. And so I think it's trying to preserve, like not, not let a piece of yourself die. I think that's part of it too. Would you say that? Halloween? (laughs) I mean, I think that was kind of in a way similar to how I was talking about Christmas Eve, right? Not letting a piece of, yeah, all of this is, preserving something um i think we could probably map that language onto any holiday that's worth preserving in our minds right special enough to talk about so even president's day even <laughs> not president so do we day. think that holidays in general know. right as we're trying to kind of like but i think kind of wrap up at some point do you think sal you or claire or does every anyone like do we think that holiday has something to do in general with this idea of trying to just to preserve things in the face of change? I think yes and no. I think yes, um, a lot of the stuff that we've all focused on was preserving things from our own childhoods um, and maybe linking ourselves to the past. However, I do think um, a lot of holiday also has a an element of evolution and progress to it as well. So. Like I, like I brought up earlier about Halloween uh, and how it's con- celebrated now is, is only about 50 years old at ma- maximum, perhaps. But like going back, you can trace it back to say like the traditions of All Saints Day and All Souls Day and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, and it meant something different back then. And, you know, same thing with, say, Christmas now. There's the whole thing of... Um, you know, the whole quote unquote, keep Christ in Christmas, you know, there's that whole debate, um, and how religious Christmas celebrations should or shouldn't be, um, or how like, you know, before Christmas, it was a a winter solstice holiday or something like that. So there is like an element of, of sort of adapting to the time, uh, not holidays do not stay static and they do not necessarily tether us to the past. I think, Sometimes they do, and sometimes they become something else entirely as time moves on. I, I think I'm, a, I think that what I'm about to say is in agreement with what Sal is saying. Um, but to answer, Anthony is quite. Anthony, you're gonna be alive. I'm just don't. Yeah, don't, don't die. <laughs> um, to answer Anthony's question, I think if by preserving 
uh, something we we mean nowadays as almost embalming uh, kind of fluid. No, that's not what they are, right? They're not trying to keep. We're not trying to keep things exactly the way they are. But at nowadays, as how can we call it, a compass, as something that that makes you, which is what we said, right? Right, that makes things familiar to you that gives you direction by being recognizable year after year even though there are differences again aunts and uncles might be gone but it's still recognizable because the the right is the same what we're doing is like no same. matter what happens because there is there's this element of novelty every christmas is different from the christmas before but there is also this element of tradition there's something that keeps on staying there then Yes and no, right? I, I guess the answer is if you intend that as we're trying to keep things the way they are, I don't think that that's it. But I think that we are looking for that coziness that those situations give us. I think that's all we're looking for. This is why they're important because they remind us that, came, that we can be cozy that way somehow. And again, I don't know if I might be saying just obvious things. <laughs> Anybody? There's it's no place you. like home for the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> and the holidays are the things that make that place home, probably. Mm. No, I, I think that's the case. Um, something I was also thinking is, is ju- they just seem to be markers of time. Like I, like I think of, what is it? Um, Simon and Garfunkel, uh, the dangling conversation. Uh, and we mark our place with bookmarkers, right? That mm-hmm. measure what we've lost, right? So I, f- I feel like holidays kind of serve as this reminder, like, oh, yeah, this thing is happening. We're on this train, and every time it happens, we're like, oh, and you have more to compare it to, and you kind of view yourself as this more comprehensive whole, and you view, like, your network of relations as more comprehensive wholes, and you look at yourself in the mirror, and you see things being different, and you see what's the same and what's not. And so, like, every year when you're blowing out the candles, it's like, I don't know. It seems like more than what the moment is. It's almost very difficult to, like, capture in something I could just say right now. I don't know. I I have this very quasi-religious language about this. Those are, like, I think another thing that we can say all days are one of the few, in my opinion, one of the few cumulative events that exist, Right mean that they accumulate whatever mm. was before and of course you cannot transport everything but it's just you're cutting pieces of something and you accumulate it into the other one so though your last christmas is always the most complete one if you mm. want the most the m- becomes the more important one right i don't know what to say not important that's not importance really but that has in their elements it's larger in meaning and in, and in elements there maybe so I guess, I guess we've said a lot and yet <laughs> nothing, <laughs> as usual. Uh, as usual. <laughs> but I, you know, I guess uh, happy holidays to everybody. Yeah. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. <laughs> so and I hope I, everyone is able to really reflect on this stuff. You know. And I'd like to end on a disclaimer that okay. the opinions that I've expressed during this <laughs> oh, podcast gosh. are my own and not that of any entity that I may work for. Ditto. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers. everybody. Call your Aunt Susie. Call Call your Aunt Susie. Live your life. Don't lose yourself.
Yeah. Celebrate Halloween. That's it. See you guys. See ya.